Hi, mate. Hey, welcome <laughs> back to another uh, Aussie adventure here on the Drunkers and Dumbasses YouTube channel. To get today, I am your host and lion wrangling, snake snaggling Dungeon Master Wes. Here, joined with me with my dear friends. Uh, the Animal Kingdom, of course, here joined by Liam the Lima, of course. I don't have a, I don't have an order, so hold on. <laughs> you sent me the order. All right. So, of course, we were joined by. <laughs> you try to think of animals me. that were... I can't, I, we I don't know the order. We can't any help you. animals that start with N oh, the only thing I thought it was Nate no. Neanderthal <laughs> I, I would have liked that should have done that <laughs> I got Nate the Neanderthal <laughs> I got Owen the orangutan I got V the <laughs> Viper. I got James the Jaff. Hello, cunt. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Demonetized. And I got Liam the Lever. Did you say I'm a fucking jam? <laughs> You know, you could have At used least give me like a jackalope or something. Nighthawk. <laughs> what about I'm a Jolly Rancher, bro? <laughs> you know, fucking jam. I'll, 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 I'll jam. <laughs> I think this is a first of the DM derailing himself. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even do anything this time. Oh, that's amazing. I can't believe my dear derailed myself. And only two minutes in. Right. Let's go. I believe it. Before I continue talking, is there anyone who would like to do the recap for last session? Because my brain is frazzled. My brain was also literally frazzled last session. All right. So, I, well, I guess. last session. Oh wait, hold on, Nate, uh, Liam, you got uh, you got some? Yeah, I can do it. Bet, thank you. Uh, I might not remember names, but I can do it. Um, so, uh, last session, we finally made it to the outskirts of Lulara, uh, from the lovely uh, supply cart that was being uh, brought by the two lovely people. Um, as we arrived, we found out that the bridge into the main bridge into the city was out of commission. So they told us we could go through the maintenance area. Uh, that was a mistake. No. Um, as we went into the maintenance area, we found that it was infested with feral merfolk. And as we were walking along, the bridge decided to collapse on us. It, so we tried as hard as we could to make it out of this tunnel as fast as possible, almost losing Tobin in the process, as when the bridge was about to collapse, he jumped and missed the ledge falling below. These, uh, luckily enough, had some rope on him that he immediately gave to Orgolan to pull him up as he threw down some oil 
and activate his fire breath to stop them from climbing upwards. After that, we finally made it up out of the maintenance with a very confused guard looking at us and made our way to the inn first. So I'm trying to remember the orders. <laughs> made our way to the inn, rested up, and after some strange meditation and uh, phantom earthquakes of like a heartbeat to, for Jonathan and Nice, we made our way to a, the scryer to find that Calduin is still alive and hidden on some island secluded in fog. And that is roughly where we end our last session. Sorry, that was all over the place. Yeah, all good. And between then, um, Jonathan had uh, many odd experiences every time he tried to use his magic and any time he tried to focus in on on his nature magic he he kept being faced with this this mysterious chill that he recognized for, as the ever dark lording over him as part of his hair is partially dyed a, uh, a deep void black. As he uh, at one point tried to cast a spell and his pointer finger on his left hand severed to almost looking like a corpse. Hiding that away from the group, he tried to cast again and lost balance in his leg as he tried to scry in for Calduin. I don't know, all that uh, boiling down to Tobin and the rest of the group agreeing that uh, Yonatan's imbalance is, is as much as an uh, as much as an important endeavor as rescuing Calduin. So they agreed after wrapping up their current plans of investigating um, the demigods. Any literally any information on the Den demigods. Uh, as they're their current leads, excuse me, are um, investigating Silas and the Hatchco company, as well as uh, me suggesting going to the butcher shop, which is a friend for uh, the Sons of Osiris. Excuse me, I apologize. Um, as we catch up with our players leaving the 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 squire's shop. Also, small uh, note. Catch up. Small note that I forgot. Knees is now more feminine in nature. Yes. Well, knees is. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. I, I'm blanking on the word. Hmm? What? What is? What is knees again? Uh, like uh, I'm blanking on the word. Class or thing. Thing, gender fluid shapeshifter. That thank you. I'm sorry. I I apologize. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I just yes. As as Nies is technically gender fluid, uh, she is oh. currently uh, representing uh, she/her. Yes. Fantastic. 
Ease has joined Yonatan in the Hall of Dragon Dragons. Similar spirit, different thing. So, as we progress into our uh, fateful six uh, gathered in uh, the streets of Lulara outside this uh, scrolls and more, or whatever I called the fucking job last session. <laughs> you may proceed. So, just remind me, uh, Liam, if you remember, I know we talked about it last session. Are we going to go see the Hatchco place altogether, or are you going to break off now to go... But we decided that we we're gonna go see the Hatchco place. Then I do the small right. infiltration. So I believe uh, that guard or the lady at the tavern, sorry, said to follow this road and we find the Hatchco building. Shouldn't be hard to miss. It's supposed to be pretty big. So, you guys ready? Hell yeah, let's do it. Might as well. All right, we're gonna continue down the street. Yeah, meandering your way down the street, uh, looking at the different shops and different views in this uh, very uh, similar feeling city to New Warren City, yet so much more open. It's uh, There's just so much more breeze coming through and, and the, the fresh smell of the lake and, and the surrounding swamps just really fills the area with some life, as you see. Uh, vines growing down uh, on a couple of buildings and, and, and quite a bit of greenery. As you guys meander your way down, you see a large building uh, coming up on your right. You see uh, in big, bold red letters, you see Hatchco written on the front as, as the building spans many, many stories above the skyline of Lulara. Uh, among the other shops, this store goes many floors above. As you see, uh, a couple of double doors uh, fronting the head of this building. Uh, very, very fancy crafted from uh, from uh, carved from a beautiful, elegant uh, bronze material with, with glass uh, windows and doors. Um... Are the doors open? Like, uh, if there are these big doors, can we, like, is it open, seem like it's open to business? Like, we can just kind of walk in? Or are there, like, guards out front that we got to talk to? Yeah, as you, as you, you watch this building, you see uh, a couple of people that uh, start to make their way in. And as they walk towards these double doors, they, they wait a couple seconds as you see the doors begin to open by themselves as they walk in and the doors close behind them. All right, then. Um, yeah, let's head up. Head up the stairs towards the doors. You make your way up the up the stairs towards the, the couple of double doors. You wait a couple seconds. Uh, you see um, uh, two uh, dwarvish folk uh, carrying, uh, very, wearing very fine pressed linens and carrying briefcases, uh, muttering to themselves in, in dwarvish as, as they wait for the doors to open, as you wait beside them, as they rush their way in, as you guys make their way, make your way in, 
uh, behind them as you you enter into this courtyard with a with a beautiful, almost similar fountain to the to the the Hatchka location in uh, Veilbridge. I believe it was in Veilbridge where you, yes, it was in Veilbridge uh, up in Mira where you guys went and visited the Hatchco offices. Uh, very uh, reminiscent of that fountain, uh, circular fountain uh, around. Uh, instead, this um, uh, really beautiful sage green marble stone accented by, by this very opaque, almost onyx uh, tile. Is this this green and uh, and green green and green green and green green and dark gray interior lined with uh, you see a few of the the large purple banners with the Hatchco symbol on them in this main courtyard as you guys approach a large circular desk with a young uh, um, elf male. Uh, sitting behind the desk as he's, uh, you know, writing down on some parchment. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll perch, uh, approach the clerk. Ah, hello, welcome to the Atchco, um, main offices. What can I help you with, you folks, today? Hi, he um... with that customer service smile. Yeah, I'll kind of give him the same vibe back to remembering times working the counter at my dad's store just like hi um i know yeah there are multiple offices but we're uh we're hoping that silas is in is he uh here and available silas you mean um mr vondes the the ceo yes of course uh let me give his secretary a ring and i will see thank you so much uh is Mr. Vondes in his office? You guys hear the stone begin to like vibrate and glow dully as you hear uh, some muttered speaking. All right, thank you. She puts the stone down and says, uh, so uh, unfortunately, Mr. Vondes is in a meeting, but he is uh, free right after the meeting. Uh, if you guys want to make your way up to level six and wait outside room 314. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, are the stairs visible or do I need to like ask him to point me to the stairs? Oh, stairs. Uh, no, we have these, uh, a, a fantastic lifts that will bring you up. You just uh, key in your number up on up on the. Uh, they see the little platform in there. Uh, yeah, it's, it says right on in there. You just you just press six and you just find the room. Wonderful, thank you. Um, I'll kind of look back at everybody and give them a nod and start heading towards the uh, elevators or lifts. Let me know if there's anything else I can help you with as you guys walk off towards the elevators. Press six as the door <laughs> closes as it <laughs> makes its way up. So, does this feel like uh, actually mechanical in nature rather than magical? Uh, it's a little bit of both. 
Okay. It feels very mechanical in nature, but uh, a lot of the mechanics in the Boundless Shores is powered yeah. through the arcane. Kind of sort of like uh, a mana or elixir rather than electricity, right? Exactly. Okay. Les is going to hate me. It's basically like the drummer <laughs> from Skyrim. <laughs> Sorry. And that's where we're going to go on break, because I'm going to try not to kill myself. Um, the, the what from Skyrim, huh? Uh, I've never played Skyrim. Uh, hate the, me in the comments. If treat you yourself. The Dremir, or however you pronounce it. They're basically the dwarves of Skyrim. They don't exist anymore, but they are uh, masters of mechanical engineering, and they also use sol stuff like soul gems and stuff to power their oh, things. Oh, baller. All right. Dope. Yeah, as this elevator makes its way up towards you, you pass one, two, three, four, five floors, and it stops on. As you see, uh, a little uh, faceplate uh, with, uh, with a large, bold six on it as the door. Opens itself up mechanically. All right, what are we looking at as uh, it opens up? Just like hallway, or just just a hallway as it, it uh, stretches down with uh, with rooms on either side with with faceplates on it, and then a hallways on other side. Okay, um, yeah, I guess we'll start heading down the hallway and just keeping an eye on the numbers. Yeah, you see, you look on the doors, you see two ninety eight. 299, 300 as he passes the corner, and 313, all the way down, you follow to room 314 as you were instructed to wait outside room 314. I joked, but we are actually going to call a five minute break as I go pee. Yeah, I got to pee too, so good. All right. As uh, you wait outside room 314 as you wait for Mr. Vondes, Silas, the CEO of Hatchco. You hear the, the shuffling of footsteps behind you. I look behind me. Yeah. You see... Um, an older gentleman, probably about in his 50s, he's got uh, really uh, grainy, short facial hair and in a five o'clock shadow, his hair uh, short and slicked back and, and wearing a fine, finely pressed uh, dark linen suit. Uh, you could tell this guy is very important and or rich by, by how he dresses. He's got a, a nice, uh, a, a nice tall uh, top hat on as he approaches, and he uh, he's got a small pair of spectacles in his eyes, and he says, um, "Excuse me, folks. You wouldn't happen to be the normals." <clears throat> Who's asking? Dr. Vespin Alzadi, as he reaches out his hand. Uh, I'll shake it and be like, that still doesn't tell Tobin, me can you roll me a sense motive? 
Sure. All right, first E twenty we see. Ooh. Bro, we playing D and D right now. Hey, I'm having the time of well. my life, boys. Who asked me? I roll sense motive as well. Uh, yeah, go for it. Twelve. Twelve for knees. Holy shit. I think you're muted. Muted on the app. That's what it is. Sorry. I got a 27. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, knees, this not being your area, you're used to a lot more criminals than politicians. Tobin, your intuition, you get a dark vibe off this guy. Like, he doesn't seem harmless. You just get that really, really weird feeling in your stomach. Like, this guy, there's something off about this guy. There's something weird. So, kind of like, obviously... He he knows who we are, but like so I, but like I just sort of like get the feeling that I shouldn't divulge too much. You just kind of like you just lightly around feel very uneasy around this guy. He just feels very dark and very odd to you. Like it's the not, the like, same dark that you hand. would feel about your mother. Right. right, and so in that sense, as I shake his hand, yeah, as you do look I into feel his anything, like. Like, actually you, magical in nature? Nothing crazy, nothing magical. Okay. But you you look in this guy's cold, calculating, dead eyes, and you you just really get an uneasy feeling in your gut. Uh, okay, so I'll just kind of very firm handshake. Like, not like it seems like I'm trying to hurt him, but very firm. And just be like... And was it is it you might want with the normals? I'm uh, Mr. Vondus's accountant. I heard you may be in the building, and I thought I might uh, come and introduce myself as uh, Mr. Vondus is in a meeting right now. Well, if... Um... Uh, if it's uh, no problem, we'd rather deal with him directly after he's done with his meeting. Of course, of course. Uh, I am his financial advisor, so I will be uh, keeping an ear out. But of course, I will not be uh, raising my voice in the meeting if that's a concern of yours. Well, we uh, aren't asking thing for anything financial, but... His call, obviously. I'm not gonna shit on how he runs his business. 
as you you say that you see uh, room three fourteen the door swings open as you're face to face with the same slick uh, burgundy skinned white hair pulled back into a bun uh, a nice finely pressed white linen suit as you, step, as you see Silas Avandes step out remind me is he is he a tiefling. He is a uh, Valdenoid. Oh, right. Okay. I just wanted to check So he is similar to Zen- Descent to Calduin. Very, very similar vibes. Sorry, I was just connecting dots, realizing like, um, like many sessions ago how I knew we, we knew it was probably um, connected to Hatchko, but I forgot he was Valdenoid and the robbers that the, that robbed the emperor were also Valdenoids. Might I remind you that I'm very good at my job? <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, and I, I don't know if originally I did connect those dots, but it's been a while since that happened. I think you may like, have, oh. but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'll kind of. Uh, wait, so just him came out, or like the other people kind of wander off and. Um, so you you see him uh, uh, open the door as he says, "Ah, well, hold on." Voice is important. Take your time. Ah, the gnomes. It's a pleasure to see you all once again. Uh, sorry, I just, I'm just finishing up with the meeting. Uh, you all can just follow me. Sorry, send to the side as he kind of just like pushes Yonatan, just <laughs> nonchalantly just pushes Yonatan into the wall. As you guys see two individuals walk out of the room, one wearing uh, new Darian official linens and the other wearing Vilbergite official linens. Would anyone be able to roll me either a knowledge history or a knowledge nobility? I could do both. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. let knees handle it. I don't have a lot of That knowledges. would be a dirty 20. A dirty 20? You recognize these to be financial advisors from opposing companies. Uh, uh, opposing countries. Apologies. As you see them walk by with a stack of papers and a briefcase as they, uh, you know, give a, a, a quite uh, a quiet uh, goodbye to Silas as they walk out and down the hallway towards the elevator. Now, what do y'all need from me today? Um, well, do we uh, want to talk out here, or should we go into this meeting come, room? Please, come into my office. Come on in. Uh, so, is, is he... Like holding the door open, or is he walking in first? Like uh, he walks in first. The door kind of stays open for for a moment. As you see, there are no handles on this door. 
Okay. I'm I, just kind of before we walk in, just kind of kind of turn. They looked important. Does anybody know who that was? Who those were? They're for financial advisors. Hmm. I, I, Tobin's gonna kind of. You can see gears turning in his head, but he's just gonna. Okay, and then I'll. All right, all right let's go. Before you, uh, before you go, want me to tell him? Uh, no. It probably looks suspicious if you left now. Just come in for the meeting. So we'll let's begin to head in. So I'll head in. You see uh, a large table enough to fit uh, all of you comfortably as you all sit or as you all are give it a seat whether you take it or not um, as you see uh, Silas uh, sitting behind his desk you see a few knickknacks a couple of papers uh, a few papers uh, you see as he sits down he starts putting them into a file folder and puts them into his drawer it's the bottom drawer on the left. So he puts a few papers into the bottom drawer on the left as he closes it. As um, first in the room is Tobin, give me a listen. Okay. Nat 20. Oh. Nat 20, you hear a lock as he puts these papers away. Okay. Um... So, did financial advisor come into the room with us? Uh, financial advisors exited into the hallway. It's just you, Six, and Silas. Uh, okay. I'm, I, I will sit. Uh, I'll sit the kind of chair most direct, like, across from him if the, if the chairs are just kind of in front of the desk. And I'll be like, uh, I'll just kind of sit. I'll be like... First of all, may I ask why your friend out in the hall who said he may be listening in would listen in an, on our meeting, but he didn't want to listen in on that meeting with a financial advisors, as he said he's your financial advisor. You meant Dr. Alzadi. Very good. Uh, he's a very close friend of mine. Um, he's already given me his thoughts on the case that I was dealing with. And so I was dealing with a few final touches. But I don't think any of that would concern you, my friends. Just business business, you know. Building a bridge, so to speak. <laughs> Tobin kind of half, half chuckles at that. Um, anyways. Well, if it does concern him, yeah, we aren't here on financial matters. We were... What do you need me for? Because every time I run into you, you seem to have the most odd requests. What can I help you with this time? Well, please. In light of trying to 
preserve our relationship. I'll just cut right to the chase and be honest, as you have helped us much in the past. Please, I've been nothing but honest. Exactly, and that's why I'll get right to it. We are looking for information on someone we believe you would at least have some information on. Uh, the uh, We're looking for information on Osiris. Osiris. Mm-hmm. Do you have a last name? Is he wasn't one of my employees? Could I? Sense I'm gonna. I know. I'm just gonna stare him dead in the face. Like, don't like. Kind of like. Don't bullshit me. Look. Uh, roll me sense motive. I need you to roll me diplomacy, James. Okay. Ooh, dude, this dice is hooking me up today. Hold on, let me see. I dropped my die. <laughs> what check is diplomacy here? I, uh, so so far I've rolled is... an eighteen, a twenty, and a nineteen. But let me um, actually. Thirty twenty for have. sense motive. I got twenty four for diplomacy. Uh, sense motive. This guy is full of shit. He knows exactly who you're talking about. Your diplomacy. What do you What do you say? Uh, I know that the point is I'm not saying anything. This is body language. I look at him. This like, is body language shit. alone. This is cut the shit. You know, as he reaches forward towards a small case on his desk. It's a small mahogany dark wood case as he flicks open the bronze uh, lid. He he reveals a small uh, container of cigarettes as he pulls a cigarette and closes the container. And as you notice he closes the container, you, you begin to look at his desk and nothing catches you out of the ordinary except a small hourglass filled with red sand. Does this resemble the sand in Calduin's sword? It resembles exactly the same sand that Calduin emits. What have you done? No, that's... You just see this small hourglass as he grabs a cigarette from this pack and lights it. You know, I knew a man named Osiris. I was... I was young. I was down on my luck and he offered me a job, you see. It was a small job, but I think talent recognizes talent. I knew this Osiris, and he he built a company. But I also know Osiris as a being beyond our understanding, a being of chaos, a being of eternal, everlasting. 
sweet. So who do you want to know about? Well, specifically, we were wondering if you would be able to put us in contact with Osiris. However, again, in the in the um, for the sake of honesty, I'm gonna kind of look at everybody and see if they're okay with me talking about like just kind of look around at everybody and see like because they know who i'm talking about they know i'm about to talk about uh Kavalis. like could just kind of look around and look for like a nod or something like is everybody okay with me saying this to him does anybody have any reservations kind of like like tobin's like like because you know who tobin's about to mention i kind of look back like are you guys okay with me saying this sort of thing Nice just gives you the look of not everything. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, we're looking for Osiris, but the end goal is to hopefully get some information on Kavalis. Oh. Kavalis. That being, if I remember my lord of Kavalis being the demigod of deceit? Do I still right. need a roll sense motive for this, or is it just going to carry through? Does he, yeah, does he actually seem like foggy on it? Sort of, I guess is probably what he's asking. He's full of shit. Yeah. Well, so I'm just gonna kind of, I'm just gonna kind of, uh, or I'm just, I'm just gonna be like, it, yeah, it's exactly like kind of like sarcastic. Like we can kind of tell that he's full of shit. Uh, two for two. Get <laughs> Osiris and Kavalos. Um, well. What is Jeshma you know your answer? Tobin's gonna like try and keep a straight face, but but like if you want, uh, roll yeah, me let, a me bluff. Roll, let me roll. Yeah, exactly. Bluff a disadvantage. Exactly. That's what I wanted. With my face, I'll roll the bluff. Okay, so that's. Oh, this die is so good today. Um. But yeah, I wanted it to be like kind of like he's trying to keep a straight face sort of thing. Um, sorry, bluff. That's charisma. That's a fourteen. Your face immediately shines through your bluff. Good. As your honest face comes out, as he kind of looks at Jacques and goes. Is there more that I need to know? Um, that depends. How are you willing to help us? If I wasn't, you shitheads would be dead already. <sighs> like, big, so I like. She's, uh, my mother. 
Oh, my joke landed too close. Oh. <laughs> you see my why I may be wanting to learn more about the demigods? Well, I don't know much about him. Him who? Like him Osiris or him? Osiris. I met him a few times. He gave me a few bad mission missions. Like, um, and then he kind of retired. So I've been I me and Wrath have been running the show since Dead I got hired, but so it's is there like a specific place you'd uh meet him or do you know like where he retired if he's still in like the um, or if he's still in New in Daria? I assume you since this is your main offer if he mostly operated out of here. Roll me a concentration check, James. Okay. Oh, oh gave... dude, this dice is hooking me up today. You um, some valuable information right there. Con? That's a dirty 20. A voice fills your head. Silas says something, but you don't hear it. Okay. A voice fills your head. As you feel yourself back somewhere that feels a long time ago, but it was really only a few weeks, you find yourself back in the Blood Moon Inn, that weird inn where Calduin just felt super invested and the, the, the weird memory shit you guys had after that experience you find yourself back there a, f a thought fills your head so we make it back here I knew you were smart so wait so sorry this isn't like this doesn't feel like a memory this guy like he's talking to me like in the blood moon in like sorry like physically no but you right. hear the thoughts in your head as if he was speaking to you right so it's kind of like memories but with like this new voice coming at me like memories of being there but with like the new voice coming at me yes okay all right continue so you finally ask the right questions You'll know where to find me, children of candlelight. Where we're gonna go on break. Catch you on the flip side. So, concluding with your with your vision, as you see, uh, Mister O. Smile at you in his bar, uh, Tobin. He says, Finally, now you're asking the white 
questions. As the vision fades, as you sit in Silas's office, as he says, well, I don't know too much, but I know Cyrus is a chaotic being. And of course, while this company is well up his alley, <laughs> but I, I run the company. I don't run the illegal aspect of it. But I did know Osiris, yes. So is that kind of the part that you said I missed when I had that vision? Like, was that just kind of like what you just said there? Like, that's kind of what he said. Uh, you had the vision and then he says this. Okay. okay. But so can I assume that based on that vision I had, he was kind of talking about where he kind of retired, even if it was just like, or. Yes. Okay. You with, uh, with what Osiris just said versus what your, uh, vision just told you, Mr. O is confirmed as Osiris, the demigod of deceit. Right. Okay. Well, and now Silas is just kind of being a dickhead with you, even though you were sent a vision confirming yeah. what you know. All right. So, well, I, uh, we thank you for your help. Uh, I'm not sure that there's much more that we need. Can any of you guys think of any other questions while we're here? Let's not waste our time with such an important man. I mean, I've got nothing, but... Anyone else? I look around the room at... Um... Yonatan, Beckett, and Knees. Uh, I can't think of anything. Yeah, no. Um, Tobin, would it be best to ask him what he knows about the the thing, the dark thing? Uh. I'm just gonna. Have, I think that's above his pay grade. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna say that in a whisper, of course, because like. Just roll me and move silently. Yep. Um, Never mind. Don't bother. I rolled a five. Got his ears uh, plugged. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five for me. <laughs> so. I think that will be everything. Uh... All right. Well, you could find your way out. And just before you leave, uh, tell your friend Kay, the silent, send their greetings. You say the silent? The silent, send their greetings. Okay. Oh, right. And then I'll... Stand up from across from him and reach out my hand one more time. He reaches out, shakes it nonchalantly, recoils his hand, and begins writing in a book. 
uh, see, you know, if you guys linger too long, he just kind of flicks his hand out the door and he continues writing as you guys make your way out the door and down oh, well, uh, towards as, as the we, uh, Leave out the door. I'm just kind of going to be like, it's always nice to know the right people and build bridges like this and shoot them a wink and then walk out. He smirks as the door closes behind you as you make your way towards the elevator. So is is Buddy out in the hall? Buddy is not out in the hall. Okay. So yeah, we'll just head to the elevator. Um, as long as nothing else happened in beforehand, that's for in the elevator. Or you know what, I'll wait till we're like fully outside the building actually. Yeah, you make your way outside the Hatchco main uh, office, and you make your way towards the street. And then as we're kind of just like headed back, I assume, the direction towards the uh, Scryer in the inn, I'll just kind of, once we're kind of a good distance away from the building, I'll just be like, so, I kind of, like, I kind of zoned out (laughs) for the one part, but it was because... I had a vision. I don't know if what he said to you guys, but it appears to me as though that old fellow, the strange guy that we met in those ruins at the Blood Moon Inn is Osiris. Mr. O. No. No way. So it appears our next spot would be Old Durham. Uh, after we knees, do you want to maybe we'll stay another night and then we'll stay at the inn and if and you can go investigate the the butcher a little bit um, if you need any help you can take some of us with you uh, if you want to do it yourself we can just stay at the inn that night so uh, what do you think just a second Wes what exactly was I? I'm trying to remember the thing that I was looking for with the butcher. That was just trying to find a connection between Osiris and Hatchko, right? Uh, I think you're muted. So you know the butcher shop as a front for the Sons of Osiris. I would like you to make a knowledge local for me right now. I don't know why I'm opening up my thing. I already know it's plus 11. So. Uh, that would be a 28. Yeah. You already know the password into this speakeasy like butcher shop and eatery. You know the, you know the password as um, almost a nonchalant order. You know to order a, a sandwich for however many people you are bringing into uh, into below the butcher shop and you know uh, the uh, passcode being 
an order of the white spawn steak cutlets on a Lularen roll. And you know, to order that for however many people you are going to bring in to the speakeasy below. And you know the, the speakeasy butcher shop to be the the crimson creature. Don't worry about that. You know it to be the uh, the Crimson Cleaver Butcher Shop and Eatery. A seemingly harmless uh, sandwich shop and butcher shop. Uh, but secretly holds uh, a speakeasy for the Sons of Osiris. Is there any other information you would like to know? Um... Mr. Uh, knees. That's why I'm not quite sure. Because I know Master K had me at least looking into them a little bit. But I, we yes. didn't really say why. We just used it as an excuse for information. No. K also didn't say why. He just told you to keep a tabs on them. Which was very mysterious enough as an order. So I think his question is, what were those tabs that he kept? Like, what has he learned, like, fully so far? Or is it just kind of what you've said so far? It, basically, what I've said so far, what I've, what you've already learned uh, from the shady business that the Hatch has connected to the Sons of Osiris and how much power they do control over the Boundless Shores. So yeah, it it would be a good idea to still go just to gather more information for Master K. Can I uh can I cast scent? Uh in in what use scent? Yeah, um, basically I can detect approaching enemies, sniff out hidden foes, and track by sense of smell, and I can detect, uh, I can detect, I can detect people basically hiding from 30 feet, 30 foot radius around me. I want to see you... if that, uh, doctor guy is there. As you cast a spell, you feel your middle finger begin to weaken as you can't control it as tightly as you would. As you kind of look beneath and you see its skin beginning to rot to a to a, a dark purple, dark gray and brown dead skin. As you see the the, the, the deadness every time you cast spells begin to accelerate on your body. Mm. As you cast scent and you take the scent of a, a bloodhound and you begin to sniff around you. And you oddly feel your senses leave you. As your mind is not your own, as you are sniffing 
this trail. You do not think, you cannot think. The animal is coming through more than the caster. As you are using this bloodhound smell, uh, you be using this bloodhound uh, scent as you see, as the rest of you see Yonatan almost take an animalistic uh, posture as he crawls along the floor smelling different things. Sorry, I just remembered one other thing I want to ask. Do I know if they have like a special outfit or something? Uh, no, they don't have a, a particular outfit or anything. Okay. As you're sniffing along, uh, where do you head to next? Towards uh, the bakery? I don't know. I st- I'm waiting till these answers me. Yeah, we uh, haven't. If he wants oh. people to go with him or if he's just going by himself. We're not at the inn yet, correct? Or are we? No, we're just kind of like between the scryer and the inn, I think, at this point. No, it, it's dwindling towards the evening hours. And so you could spend some time alone investigating, or you could bring the group with you. Yeah. Or even just a few people if you don't want to bring all Or a yeah. few people if you don't want to bring everyone. That's what my thought was, because, and I'm thinking as knees here, um, these is somebody who likes to do things by themselves, but it also would be helpful having more people for information, but the normals are starting to become too well-known, and having all of them there could ruin the operation. However, Beckett, um, now I'm just going to say I'm thinking this out loud uh, while we're walking. Beckett, they don't know her face too well, so she could be good, useful for the operation. A drow might bring suspicions on certain things, but it could be helpful. Jonathan yeah. right now is more of a liability and Tobin in your armor you stick out like a sore thumb well the only thing is when we like I do agree with that but uh, I don't know what the typical patrons are at this butcher but I do know when we were given our names the normals I didn't have this armor yet and we haven't done anything super reputational since I've gotten the armor I think, yeah, I think if we changed, we'd be fine. Like, I, like, I would need to change. I can't go in what I'm going in, because even though I don't have yeah, a that's a I'm yeah. still bloodstained, so. I mean, I can just not use, I'll just not use anything magical. But like, how, the thing is, I don't think druids are very frequent anymore. How, like, have we seen any other druids in our travels? That we can think of? Not apparent. Okay, so... As far as we know, we haven't encountered in it any other anybody, druids. So you're yeah, but you're also like, like a highlighter. Your hair will like just change yeah. like brightly all the time. So even if it's just knees and Beckett, I'd be okay with that, but like... I'm a rogue. And we can just you go can, hang out at the inn. I can... I have pretty good stealth. I can sneak yeah. around pretty easily. Becca and I is good. We could use our golem. 
it's just the risk of being discovered. Yeah, if you want to go just you and uh, V, I tr- or you and Beckett, I trust your process, knees, but uh, just let us know. I think a Grolo go... would be a good idea to go to. Yeah. I'd rather He's go with three than two. That's fair. I don't know All much right. about where Golan's abilities, do I? No. You know he's a monk. Yeah. Good in case things get. So hit. yeah, uh, Orgolan, sell your case on why you should go, because you, uh, you feel like you have a responsibility to go for some reason. I mean, if we need to do something sneaky, I can do. I can do quiet stuff, and I mean. I can, I, I don't know, <clears throat> just, <clears throat> question is, are you able yeah. to deal with the crowd if things get hairy? <clears throat> I mean, I could probably cast darkness to create a diversion. That would be helpful. So it's settled then. Uh, the three of you will go. Me and um, me and I wanted to say Calvin because I'm used to saying that. Uh, me and Jonathan. Me, I know. Me, Jonathan, and Peter okay. will uh, head back to the inn and wait for you guys there. You can. Uh, if we aren't at the bar by the time you guys get back. If this mission goes into the night, we will meet you for breakfast in the morning, and then we'll head towards Old Durham on our way back to Blackmere. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. to uh, change clothing? Or yeah, no. There? I'm yeah. sure there'll be a shop or so. Uh, do you have other clothes, or is there a shop? That, like, do you want to go see a shop? I'm sure there's some on this strip. Honestly, like, if you want to get changed for this mission, you all have rooms booked at the inn. You are yeah, all we told them at to you leave can it open indefinitely, so Yeah, you guys can go back to the inn, get ready and move out. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Alright, so we'll go to the inn. You guys can get prepared and then head out. It's starting to get dark hours anyways and I assume it's kind of a after, it's reaching about 7.30 as the, the sun begins to descend behind uh, the horizon as the stars begin to faintly take their place beyond the two moons. As you guys uh, make your way back towards the tavern. <laughs> Don't ask me what it's called. Something um, about a pigeon. Oh, the dawdling pigeon. Yes, I remember. These guys head back to the dawdling pigeon and uh, begin to ready yourselves for the night. Wes is calling another break. Returning to the dawdling pigeon, the, the six of you head through the double doors and into the the main foyer 
where uh, a couple of tables dot around a small bar in the corner with no stools where the the waitresses would come out to you and take your order. Uh, you see your regular cor- uh, table in the corner is empty. Uh, if you would choose to go there but uh as you guys still uh still have the keys to your rooms you may also just uh head up your way to your rooms if you if you so choose so as you enter through the the double doors of the the double pigeon i leave it up to you um i will head towards the table that we sat at last time um the or anybody who wants to go upstairs like uh with Beckett they want to go get changed and knees if he has anything to do or going too because I know they're going uh I'll go sit down and uh anybody else who isn't doing anything's welcome to come or anybody who doesn't have to do anything up in their room till the others are done I'll uh, I'll definitely sit down with you for a drink, Tobin. I could I could use one. I will head up to my room and uh, see what I got for a change of clothes. You don't got anything. You've been wearing pretty much the same style of clothing since you entered the Boundless Shores. You have a couple of the same pairs of the same tunic. And that's it. I've probably got nothing, so I'm going to turn around and go out and see if I can find yeah. something somewhere. So yeah, so we, we have uh, Jonathan and Tobin sitting down at the table, or Golan heading up to the room, Knees and Beckett. Um, I, I go, it doesn't take me long. I go into my room and what seems like maybe a couple of seconds, I come back out as a tall human with light brown skin, uh, short, uh, brown hair with, uh, uh, platinum eyes wearing like your typical, typical adventurer's outfit. Yeah, I make way way back down to the table. And back in. Um, was there any shops we could see from, like walking back to the inn? There was a few. They were they were all closing up for for the evening, uh, mostly. A few were staying open, but. Uh... Um... You. Do have a few change of clothing as you you kind of came prepared okay. with multiple sets of clothing, uh, knowing that you would be on a long journey, uh, not knowing that it would unfold into the fate of the realms. Mm-hmm. But you you do have a couple of chains of clothing. Okay, I will go get changed into something that isn't covered in blood. <laughs> So you so you begin to uh, Beckett begins to head up uh, head up the stairway and towards her room, and as she swings open the door into her as she unlocks the door to her to her room and opens the door, 
you see the entire doorway is veiled in smoke. Oh. Um, do I know if any of my group is, like, near me? You are currently alone as everyone headed up uh, at their own times and into their own rooms. Okay, fun. <laughs> Can it's I not see even uh, for, uh, for a couple of seconds? No, you headed in, you headed into your room and out of your room. You actually, uh, by the time you left your room, Beckett was just making her way up the stairs. Okay. So you were already downstairs by the time Beckett opened the door. Uh, Beckett, you are alone with Bubonic on your shoulder. Cool. Can I see any light coming from my room to indicate a fire? There is just a veil of smoke. It's not as if it was in your room, as if it was veiling your room from you. Careful, it's a Dark Souls boss. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> dark Souls boss. Live in it. Sorry. Okay, it's probably not going to help me, but I'm still going to cast Detect Magic, because it's probably going to light up the entire room, but it's fine. I'll do that. Oh, yes. This veil of magic eluding yep. uh, the door is very magical. <sighs> yeah, I'm just going to look at Bubonic and just go, I feel like we're fucked, but we're going to go in. <sighs> and then I'll walk in. As you walk through the veil of smoke, um, as you walk through the veil of smoke, and um, sorry, can can you give me a, a pause? As you pass through the veil of smoke, looking at Bubonic, you see the image of Bubonic shatter away into the mist as you pass through and look upon a circular uh, white quartz temple, partially in ruin. A, the same white temple that you were in just a couple of nights ago feeling uh, an odd presence from the poison. The same odd temple that bled mysteriously that made you flee from the temple towards New Warren City. You stand within almost the an identical temple to it. Yet beyond the reaches of the temple, you see it veiled in a similar smoke. As you see within this temple, you see uh, a couple of tables uh, dotted, uh, uh, lining the edge of this temple filled with alchemical supplies and potion ingredients Ooh. and 
mortar and pestles and and tincture equip equipment and and anything alchemical you see it as you you step within the reaches of this temple you look to your left and see um um a, a familiar face as you see the the being as you know it as the poison you see his, his tall lanky features with his uh leather uh equipment with its buckles uh around uh his, his torso and his legs you see you see uh buckles and you see a, a leather jacket that's that has as gears and buckles attached to it, uh, and 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 above uh, where you would see a head, you just see a ghastly uh, figure of uh, of of a, a gas mask made of smoke, where you would see a head. He, he reaches out his 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 lanky fingers wrapped in wrapped in a glove with with the same uh, silver buckles. This ah Beckett, I'm so glad we can meet at last. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Potential, I see. <laughs> you fascinate me. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, trying to think of which question I want to ask. <laughs> Cox's smoky gas mask head towards you. She's just like genuinely confused, but also like somewhat fascinated. I she doesn't know what to do yet. Have you used my concoction? The potion? Yeah. Um the potion. I have not used the potion yet, however. The sword has been very helpful. Ah, my cane. It's saved me from a few troubles in my day. But please, the potion is such an experience. Please take it one time. I. It's an experiment I'm wishing uh, to hopefully grant upon you. You see, I put so much research into the blood magic. You see, I was supposed to be the greatest of the blood hunters. I put so much research in. And you, you can help me. I see you have the potential, Beckett. I know you do. 
so I'm the guinea pig? No. You're the messiah. Okay, and what's the plan at the end here? The plan is power, of course. It's always been. Yeah, the last the last entity I followed had the same kind of mindset, <sighs> but she also tried to murder me and all my friends, so I'm having a hard time with trust issues at the moment. The dark child. A small rat. In the Everdark's plan, please do not mention her name before me. She is nothing. Please, a couple of rats took her out anyways. So what is she? <laughs> James. <laughs> I'm just being cautious for myself. Too cautious. Beckett, you're a scientist. You know you are. Blood is all but required. He cocks his head once more. Um, so what did you need me for today? Because I am in a bit of a hurry, not to lie. Not to worry about your friend Sarah caught within an instant you half all the time in the world. I look around you. All the equipment you desire, anything you need, any material, any vessel, any beaker, any bunker, any anything you require. Look around you. What do you need, Beckett? I'm yours. All of this? It's <laughs> like she's kind of like excited, like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to make? Well, anything, really. Like, I do, I do want to try that potion. Anything, please, Beckett. What do you want to make? I, I, I want to try the things I know, but I want to try the things I don't know. I want to make something new. Something useful for anyone and everyone. Anything you want, it's here. Wish it, and it's here. Wish a potion, and you can make it. I'm just gonna pull up this real quick. (laughs) 
Um, I, I'm gonna walk up to the, the I guess the table with the stuff I recognize. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something I haven't made. <laughs> I'm going to make a potion of invisibility. Uh, can you roll me your craft alchemy at advantage? Okay. Um, uh, nat 20 plus 17. You uh, create one greater and invisibility potion. Okay. Um, um, <clears throat> as you you uh, spend uh, what feels like to you a, f- a few hours uh, brewing this potion, you you feel the the lingering uh, thought of your friends as you're brewing this potion, as you finish brewing this potion. Excellent, excellent, Beckett. I knew you had. I knew you had talent. Like you said, I am a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Um, do I have time to make one more before I am sent back? Please be my guest. I feel like now is a better time than ever to attempt to make that potion that you have made. Or made the recipe for at least. Are you attempting? Sorry, what? I'm trying to. What find are you some, attempting? I'm trying to find that potion name you sent me, and I can't remember where it is. The 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 one from the poison. Yeah. No, you can't okay. crowd that one. You yeah. you don't see the materials there. Uh-huh. Then I will leave it at that. Just so you know, the way I have it set up, a greater visibility potion will last for three D four minutes. Cool. Because it'll increase it by one each time, at each tier. Right. And so, so you grab the. Uh, uh, invisibility potion. You see the uh, the smoky gates behind you as this poison. Yes, I knew you had potential. Um. Not to get excited about all of this stuff since I don't quite understand it as much as I did with the other entity who shall not be named. Um, 
do you just come at will or do you just come when you feel like it? I come and go as I please, but you, on the other hand, before you leave, as he grabs your forearm and <laughs> digs into your forearm with his nails, before you leave, I do require some blood. Nothing harmful to you. Something most delicious to me. Sweet. Just a bit. You're just going to take uh, three necrotic damage as you step into your room with bubonic on your shoulder in a in a uh, just a cold feeling as you have this bottle of invisibility in your hand um can i look at the arm that he dug into just to make sure there's like no scarring or anything you see a little bit of scarring, but but not too much. But you do see red lines starting appear, starting to appear from where he pierced into your skin. Is it like super obvious that like if not I'm obvious not? Okay. yet? Okay, and I'm just gonna ignore it and act like nothing happened. <laughs> Get changed and head downstairs. I'll put the potion in my bag and take my bag with me. So. Alright. Um, could I head could I head down to greet them there? Towards the stairs? Yeah. As, uh, yeah, Yonata makes his way towards Beckett on the stairs. Hey. Hey, where are you heading? How's, how's it going? Not too bad. So, um, I know I'm, uh, I know I'm not on this mission, but, um, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to say good luck and, uh, Good luck to the. I just wanted to say good luck to all you guys. Give you one last handshake before you leave. If that's all right. Well, it's not like we're dying or anything. <laughs> I know. Just want to give you a little extra luck. Well, yeah, I'll shake his hand. Um. So. So. Do I know how my spell casting is going to go exactly what do you mean um i want to cast pass without trace on all of the party members going on this mission um it 
as far as you know, your spells have been working thus far with only repercussions to yourself. Uh, Yeah, Um, I can, I'm going to pass without trace. Uh, Can I cast it like on multiple people for one cast or would I have to cast it three times? I'm not quite sure. What does the spell say? Yeah, it does it say anything it about how many one targets? One creature per level. Oh, so then you're fine. You can cast it. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to target uh, Beckett, <laughs> Knees, and Orgolan for the Pass Without Trace. And it has a duration of one hour per level, which in this case is eight. All right. As you you uh, uh, kind of shake um, Beckett's hand and uh, kind of extend the energy off towards uh, Orgo and her knees, you don't feel any immediate change, but your right eye just kind of feels really tired. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Is anyone it. looking at Yonatan right now? I'm staring at him. Yeah, I probably would be looking <laughs> right after he shakes the hand. As he shakes your hand, you see his eye immediately, uh, his eye and the skin around his eye begin to gray and droop. Oh, so like to me it probably looks like he's having a stroke or something? <laughs> like No, uh, like he his eye looks like it's a corpse around his live body. Um Yeah, I'm gonna look at him panicked and just go hey, you good? Like, what's going on? Like, what the hell? I'll be fine, but I Probably can't spell cast after this for a. As long you time. you immediately in the eye that feels droopy and dead, you immediately begin to go blurry in that eye, Yonatan. Oh shit! What what did you do? Why like your eye like the skin around your eye is dying? That's an issue. I mean, he just casted the spell. You'd probably feel that he casted a spell on you. Am I aware that he casted the spell, or are we unaware that he did? Uh, I'm sure you would be aware that he's casting the spell on you. Okay. Um, if you knew it was going to do that, why would you cast it? You're just purposely hurting yourself. No. Nothing. Well, for a good reason. I want you... I want you guys to be successful on this mission. We can't have anything going wrong now. I think we would have been fine. You didn't need to hurt yourself for it. Hey, if I give my life to the cause, then I have no regrets. As he utters those words, you see his hair is kind of a a somber blue with the tips of void black. 
he utters those words. You wash a flourish of lime green. Just dance through his hair. Until it remains back until uh, back uh, still as that uh, somber blue and void black. But just for a moment you see that shimmer of this lime green. Mm. Okay. Just do me a favor. Take care of it. And let us know when, let me know when it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, as long as I don't spell cast anymore, I should be fine until I find balance with the nature sages, of course. Yeah, just a note. I know you weren't here last week, uh, V, but we decided after seeing him kind of like spell cast and get even worse that as much as Calderon's in danger, so is. We saw that he's at least alive, and since Yonatan's in, like, very immediate danger, after we do this, we're going to go see the nature sages, right. hopefully get him okay, and then go get Calderon. Right. Um, I just wanted to remind you that for the sake of yeah. the role playing here. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to send Yonatan to his room, because he's... His skin is dying. <laughs> and, I'll try to get some rest. Doctor orders bed rest. Yeah, doctor orders bed rest. Don't do anything yep. stupid, please. And we will get this fixed and solved as soon as possible when we are done with this mission right now. Absolutely. So. Uh, the uh, Orgolan... Beckett and Knees heading out on a mission. It's around 5 o'clock um, in the evening. I guess 5 o'clock is evening. Um, as you guys head down, uh, as uh, Knees, can you just roll me a quick knowledge local? Locale, if you will. Uh, 14. 14, yeah. To, uh, you know, you need to remember where you're going in a bit, but you uh, see a street that you recognize and you lead that, lead your, your small party down towards a, uh, a very innocent looking butcher shop and eatery. You see, uh, you see the Crimson Cleave. Ooh. Let me try that again. The Crimson Cleaver Butcher Shop and Eatery. As you guys uh, enter through the door, you see uh, a large uh, uh, desk along the back and a, a, a four tables dotted near, near the windows out front. As you see a uh, uh, in some a, a long array of deli meat and some uh, with some frozen meats beyond that and, uh, uh, behind the counter you see this large uh, burly um, human looking he doesn't look human 
but that's the best way you can describe him. Uh, he's got a, a big burly mustache and uh, just very, uh, you know, squinty eyes as he looks. Oh, hello. Welcome to the Crimson Cleaver. Would you like meat or sandwich? Sandwich. Three. What kind of sandwich would you like? Um, I forgot what you told me for that answer. It's the, uh... White... The, the white spawn... Steak cutlet? Steak spawn. cutlet. White spawn steak cutlet on the Lularen bread. On the Lularen bread. That's the Lularen rolls. Roll, yeah. Rolls. Three white spawn steak cutlets on the Lauren rolls. Of course, come back with, to the kitchen with me, and we, I will. You can choose your cut. As he, he waves you through, as he uh, opens the 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 little hatch into the back, as he leads you into a kitchen area with you see seven or eight people in there, completely identical to this butcher. Just come follow me. As he leads you through as you pass by a couple of uh, uh, ex- carbon copies of Ah, oh, hello, greetings to you as, as you pass by. As, as you um, knees roll me a perception. Uh, spot, spot, if you will. That is a 16. A 16. You look in his eyes and like the seemingly squinty, vacant eyes. You look and see he has no pupils. No irises, nothing. It's just a vacant sheet like dark gray. And that's that same goes for every single uh, carbon copy of him. He goes, follow me. Come choose your cut. As he begins to open uh, one of three freezer doors, he opens the other, the, the leftmost one. He goes, come. Enter inside. Choose your cut. I go inside. I follow in right after him. And I'll take up the rear. Uh, The butcher enters in and closes the door behind you. This is, uh... Right. Now. Hold yourself, Stitty. As he pulls a large lever, and as you you feel the entire uh, freezer begin to rattle down like an uh, like another elevator, as he gets to rattle down further and further, and you guys begin to hear the faint sound of wildlife squawking and 
crying and growling. As that sound begins to get louder and louder and louder and louder as the the elevator as the uh, the butcher opens the door as you guys hear the the, the growling uh, very uh, like full front now as you guys see this entire hallway is filled with cages large and small filled with different animals, some uh, gripping the bars and growling at you, some whimpering cries of help, others are, you know, just uh, sitting and growling at you, and uh, as he he leads you down towards uh, a door, A door towards the end of the hallway. Um, as he says, Oh, Rit, enjoy your time. As he opens the door up, as you uh, mix with the, the sounds of wildlife behind you guys hear the sound of bustling humanoid crowds. As you guys step through the door as you see this large circular chamber um uh, the the centerpiece being a, a large circular chain cage at the center with bars around it and beyond that you can see smaller cells uh, like smaller cages where you can see people uh dueling beyond that and uh with pedestrians walking along w- with drinks and watching these cages and and, sh- and cheering along to it you see the the center cages is empty as you guys enter through the store as you guys enter this door you see above you you see a, a large cutout where you see a, a large bar area where you see a bunch of table and people sitting and at this area filled with all types of people you see shady you know you know assassin types you would expect here but you you see some wearing Darian uniforms. You see some uh, just wearing business uniforms as as if they they work a normal job and 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 are, are visiting down here. As you guys see this this underground fight club in front of you, what? How do you react? I uh, look around, and it's just acting like I've been here before, just walk over to the bar and take a seat. You, uh, you head up, uh, a little bit of a spiral staircase and towards the bar and you take a seat. You see, uh, <clears throat> a, a young, uh, sage green tiefling come towards your table. And a drink for any of you. What you got? Anything you want, baby. Give me the hard stuff. A surprise, or you got something in mind? Surprise me. <laughs> You're in luck. 
anything for the rest of y'all. Just a coffee for now. Double mm. stoic. Are we anything in the coffee? Or are we uh, trying to maintain focus? Are you a fighter? Surprise me. Hmm. And don't tempt me, darling. And for you, lovely. Uh, I'll take the first surprise as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, and you are a fun table. I shall return. She uh, teeters out towards the bar. You are you are all left alone for a couple of moments. Anything to discuss? I don't know why he sent me here, but keep an eye out for anything. And uh, eyes and ears. Don't know why I swapped up my voice here, but whatever. That's what I'm going with now, since I'm in this female humanoid form. Okay. Um, I am also going to listen to see if there's any like important conversations that I need to know about. That K would be looking for. Roll me a listen check. Uh, 15. Alright. Um, uh, a couple of moments pass as the, uh, the Sage Green Tiefling returns with, uh, three shots and a coffee. One, uh, one shot being this, uh, uh, very glimmery red, orange and yellow drink. Almost, it almost looks like lava mixed with glitter. the The other two is almost a glowing green uh, liquid that just kind of simmers at the top, almost like it would be boiling. As she returns, this is good luck. I, uh, grab the drink, look at her, raise it up, and just down it. Which drink? Uh, the first one you mentioned. The green or the fire? The fire one. All right. He's playing Pac-Man. <laughs> right? Fucking Instagram. God. Sounded like Pac-Man. You catapult the uh, the fiery drink back. Can I get a fortitude check from you? I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> While he's doing this, can I roll a spot check to see if I recognize anyone? That would be a 20... Go ahead. Uh, 24. <laughs> For 40, dude. Not 20! Dice cam! Motherfucker! No, Dice cam! I don't believe you! Is this I his have... first roll? No, I heard it. I heard it. That was one roll. He didn't touch No, like... that was one roll. You're good. I, I, I did not touch it. it. 
You're good, I believe you. You're, I, I, it's ooh, next to the McLaren. Like you absolutely like little... fuck horseshoes in red. <laughs> you, oh my god. You know what, Owen? As you uh, you watch knees down this drink, as you look look beyond around you, you don't recognize anybody around you, but beyond uh, above the the main circular cage pit, that you now look at it above overhead, and you see this caged uh, circular pit is over the, the the dark lake below Lulara, which you now know is infested with feral merfolk. You see uh, on one of the bear, uh, on one of the banners along this circular main pit, you see a familiar name. Savelle Vragos. Fuck! I knew it. Uh... As you sit there and you you just see the banner. Fuck. Okay. What does it mean? Does it mean? Champions, fallen doesn't mean. What does it mean? As you guys sit at the bar, and before I tell you what the fuck is going on, can you tell me what your fortitude is? It was a twenty-four. Oh, easy peasy. Okay, so on that twenty-four, we're gonna shift perspectives. As Yonatan and Tobin sit quietly in the dawdling pigeon. Yes, slowly sipping on your ales, running out of things to discuss between each other, just sipping uh, sipping in silence. You feel, uh, you, you, you hear the shuffling of footsteps towards you. I'll look over my shoulder. Anybody? What, what, what do you say? Sorry. Solon Rafi. Fantastic to meet you two at last. Um, sorry, remind me. Did he introduce himself to... Ah, I don't want He introduced himself to Calduin. Okay, okay. But sorry, you that's do what I not want. know him. Didn't, did we not... It, oh, this isn't in the vision we saw that he introduced himself? Okay. No. Okay. You just um, saw Calduin sitting in the cell. Oh, but wasn't he... Was he was he about he to shake someone's the, hand. Was he not with the dude? He, he was shaking someone's hand. You oh. know what? Yes. Uh, thank you for calling that out. Uh, so you recall back to that vision of uh, Calduin reaching to shake someone's hand as you look up this man as he introduces himself as Solomon Ravi you recognize this as the same man 
as he extends his hand out towards you. I'll shake it. Uh, it's. It we seems do? we have a mutual friend. It seems we do. I'll, I'll kind of gesture at the uh, another seat at the table. He sits and kind of waves towards the bartender. She walks over. Um, whiskey, please. She runs off and fetches some whiskey as he sips on it. Well, I seem to have not needed my introductions. You might already know why I'm here. We're well aware. What is it you're doing with him? He is with a mutual friend of, well, Calduin and mine, and he will serve a greater purpose. I wish I could tell you more. I don't. If you can't tell us more, why are you here? What do you want? You guys are like me. You guys are against the grain. You guys have rewritten the scrolls of time. And so I thought it would be interesting to reach out. Rewritten them, eh? Don't you know how, what, what the scrolls of time are? Well, we know of them. I didn't know we could rewrite them. The scrolls of time are every, any, and any possibility any future, any present, any past. But... Any past? If need be, but that's only been the rare occurrence. Okay. But when rare folk like you and I are born, we tend to change the course of destiny, of course. All right. I understand your interest in us, but uh, what brings you Here's... all the way, all the way from where was it you were? Oh, here and there. Right. Of There's course. something more I know about you, Tobin Raymond. 
your dreams. Did you know there are seven challenges that the snake demon bestows upon those he thinks are worthy? You and your friends didn't make it past round two. I am the only living mortal, well, formerly living mortal, to have passed all seven challenges single-handedly. <clears throat> Good for you. If you wanted to try anything funny, I know who you are. And I know what you are, Jonathan Helgeth. Uh, an analogous with family issues? I see he's already reaching you as he's reaching all of the realms. What you are trying to do is noble, and I applaud you, but you will need help. Well, yeah, that's kind of what my friends are for. Are you offering help? Hmm. I'm offering advice. And what might that be? Do something dangerous. Rewrite the scrolls again. Keep them on their toes. What, like uh, dead droopy eye levels of dangerous, or what? That is a repercussion of your own lack of faith. Someday the flower will find starlight. But for now, do something dangerous. Keep them thinking. Alright, I gotcha. They'll be forced to give you answers. You... So it seems your only ally is your own self-ambition. Would that be an accurate assumption? My allies are fond beyond your comprehension. That would be the accurate. Well, it just seems sips his beer. <laughs> Asking us Opens to do his beer. <laughs> Asks us to do something dangerous. Although obviously you're able to meet with Caldwin. You're not necessarily 
fond of keeping him in the place where he is. Tobin, I would like you to shake my hand once more. Uh, He reaches out his hand. I'll shake it again. Your hand phases right through his. So perhaps he's not even aware you were there. You want more of him than to be kept in shackles. I have no care whether your friend is in shackles or beside you. There are greater demons bidding for his soul. Right, but I know you've interacted with him. I feel as though you'd rather him do something for you and... As much as we may not end up agreeing with that, I doubt he can do said thing in shackles. My goals and the goals of my conspirators are aligned yet different. Yet you want us to do something dangerous. I want you to force the gods to play their hands. Too long has they been defending their realms. They have the power. Why aren't they using it? Why are these children of candlelight? The coin flick of the entire realm. That seems like a stupid question when you yourselves reference the scrolls of time. I have no control of the scrolls of time. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying nobody does. So if they aren't able to interfere, how can you expect them to? Because I know they will. Dare them to, if they will. A group have done it once. You've met one of one of their folk. There've been one one other group like yours to change the scrolls of time. Um. Shame. Jusar, was that vision we had at the beginning of the campaign, was that to our party, or was that just for our players, like, going into it? That that was, uh, so the, the vision at the beginning was a dream that everybody in the party shared. Okay. So even if you don't know who the characters were, you saw those people on the volcano. But then were we not reminded when we saw their statues? You were reminded who they were as you saw their their statues. Uh, as Kay said, they were his friends uh, in in the graveyard near the Vampire Manor. Mm-hmm. Did somebody change the scrolls of time? 
to yes. rebuild it's... the continent. Unison, think about it. That's exactly right. He's speaking of somebody can change his whole times and make the gods interact. What's the biggest moment you can think of where a god interacted with the planes? Pavor's tear. Exactly. Now you're thinking. You don't need to think that big. Just make them play their cards, and they will give you the answers you need. They fucking love to be elusive. Like, uh, like my gambler grandpappy used to say. Yeah, especially at the ta- especially at the blackjack tables. If they got twenty, you just gotta get twenty-one. Why are you here? For fun. That's just like somebody of your stature. You claim to not like what the gods are doing or anything like that and you want it to be changed up, but you sit here and toy with us look much like they do. Sir Riamond, they call me the accursed. I may do what I please. That doesn't change my point. (laughs) Enjoy your night, fellas. As he exhales, you see his... Uh, bodies start to uh, turn see-through and disappear entirely. Pleasure doing business with you. Tobin hits the table and pounds back the rest of the whiskey he ordered. I just kind of look at Yonatan. I'm sick of beings that think they're higher than higher than us, toying with us. Especially somebody like that who thinks he's so above the gods, but is playing the exact same sort of game. Yes, that is... Um, it gets very tiresome indeed, but um, there's nothing we can do about it for right now at least. We're just going to have to get to the other side of the board and promote ourselves from pawns to something greater. I like that. Why be the pawn when we can be the goddamn queen? Exactly what I was thinking. Kind of like giving my hand, not in like a regular handshake, but in like the camaraderie, like, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And with that, we fade back to our friends within the Crimson Cleaver. uh, With uh, Orgolan noticing his sister's name uh, on a banner 
uh, knees, the shot tastes like spicy cinnamon. It would taste really good to you. You could see how some people might not enjoy it, but you really enjoyed it. As there are two green shots left on the table. Cool, we'll take one. I guess I'll take the last one. Well, me fortitudes, both of you. Okay. 18. 17. Fair enough. This shot is the most sour thing you've ever tasted in your life. But you power through it and you suffer no repercussions. Mm. But you guys are very drunk from this one shot. All of you are, as 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 you may have over, overcome the uh, the negative effects. You guys are very drunk. What was that made for? From one hundred percent alcohol, Jesus. Can hold your liquor. I can't, but that was one shot. <laughs> uh, or Golan, on your on your left, you see a dwarf and a half orc start to make their way towards you. Hey, you look tough. The uh, the Orgolan, uh, the the Orgolan. Jesus, <laughs> the the half- Jesus, the half orc <laughs> says. Oh, you look tough. You a fighter or what? I mean, I'm whatever you want me to be. (laughs) (laughs) That's what type of drunk Gorgolin is. (laughs) Hey, yo! Oh, hey, yeah, oh, we're, we're playing that game now. <laughs> what I am doesn't concern you. Do you know where you are? You want to make a cup of gold, or? Come on. You look like you could tear a couple of faces. Come on. Couple of cage matches. I mean. I'm assuming we're sitting across from each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, I kick him in the shit and give him that look of do it. <laughs> <laughs> So are you going in? Or what? Mm. Oh no, we're we're scabbers, you see. We uh 
we pick people out in the crowd that we think can do well and we bid on them and if they do well, well look man if you do well you can face the champ you see the name down there yeah I might have a problem with that she's the fucking best man you think you could take down the best? You got the confidence, Drow? I mean... I thought I was going to take you on, which that would have been a fun one, but... Mm, no, no, no. We bid the money. You take home the cash. And if you make the big bucks, and if you even play second in the cage match, whew, you're taking home the platinum, baby. The platinum, you see the, the dwarf leaning in as he rubs his fingers together. He's the platinum. One platinum's ten gold. I know. I'm gonna start talking about placement. I don't know. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's talking about the cash. I mean, so how many fights are we talking? Uh, well. If you're lucky, five. If you're unlucky, up to ten. But is that all in one night? Oh, sorry. How long are these fights going to take? Like First one down. So how long can you knock someone out? You look fast. I mean... You looking to make a quick buck or what? Depends on how fast you can punch, motherfucker. Uh, I look at where Gore is like, I didn't realize I hired a wuss. Yeah, it's a quick little... The half-orc leans in and goes, Oh, did he hire a wuss? <laughs> I'm like sitting there trying not to piss myself laughing because I just find this funny as hell. But I kick knees back in the knee and then stand up. <laughs> Show me the entrance. Give me a name, boss. Siren. <laughs> Sorry, who's got the siren? Just curiosity. Oh, okay. The name's Orgolan. Orgolan Riemann. I immediately try, like, I'm very disappointed, but I try to hide my disappointment of giving away a real name on a stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? Oh, would you know Orgolan's last name? Well, he used Orgolan anyway, so first name, last name, it didn't matter. Yeah, but that's the point. Like, he didn't want to use Vragos because Vragos is already on one of the banners. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if so I know he, that he information yet. Oh. No, you don't. That's just what he's thinking. Because well, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be cool if you went in with you with your uh, with your legal title. Yeah, that probably would be cool. Yeah, no. But if that's what you think, like if that's what our goal is, thinking the smartest, you can do it. All right. (laughs) Tobin gets chilled down his spine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> as, uh, or Golden Riemann, as, as you see the uh, the dwarf reach in for a handshake. We're going to end the session there tonight. But you know what? He's doing it for uh, he's doing it for good luck because I've beaten him in arm wrestling. Or no, I don't think I actually beat no, him. No, you didn't. Bo- no, you both- didn't. No, sorry. Yeah, we both fought guys in arm wrestling. We both did very good. But then I beat you in the combat, which you guys will see. Barely. <laughs> no, I was all right. Which I beat him in combat, which you'll see in the next, like, kind of canon episode. Was it 35.5? The episode that went up. Yeah. 35.5. It hasn't gone up yet because of some issues I had. Which blame it on James. Which I will talk about after we're out. Which because Liam, I gotta yeah. say something to you after we're out. Yeah, no. So say your outro. And uh, inspiration points, I guess, would be the next uh, motive. We're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with Liam out here. Um. No. <clears throat> to be honest, I feel like there wasn't really much to do for inspiration, but in terms for who gets it, I'd say James. He kind of carried. I don't think session. anybody will get an inspiration point, but I just want to pe- get be- give people shoutouts. So who would get the inspiration point? James, he kind of carried the session today. Thank you, James. You're up next. Yeah. <sighs> Good question. I think I think I will say uh, Nate as much as he didn't talk like the whole most of the session whenever he did I feel like he gave like a good kind of like extra voice to things even just with that last um, encounter with Solomon and uh, things before like that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just like with all our encounters, he always had like a good voice to add, plus his own stuff with like the spell casting and having to deal with that. I think he did a pretty good job. Nate, you're up next. Okay. Um, I am going to go with B. Um, they have been uh, they have been away for a while and uh, just came back into it for the first session in quite a while and did some really great role play with the whole group. Um, amazing stuff for, for what I would imagine is being pretty rusty. So she's... Uh, that they're gonna get the inspiration point from me. 
by the last one. And V? No, but it's your turn. Okay. Um, well, since nobody's getting inspiration, I'm going to give it to our Golan or Owen because that last interaction was super fucking cool. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. You were just playing way too hooky on him, bro. You just you just gotta go ball to the wall, man. It was still a good interaction, but you could have It was a great interaction. It was really fun. So. Alright. <laughs> it's up to you, brother. Uh I'll give it to Hamez since he might need a back massage after carrying this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you. <laughs> for like the for the first like two hours at least. Alright. Well James would get to the inspiration point, but since y'all didn't do much rolling today because you guys just kinda did the right thing. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You guys just ask just the right questions and got the answers. Just let me keep carrying over my inspo I've had since like 33.5 because I haven't had a chance to use it. If that's Yeah, okay. you're good. That That's yours. All right, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We'll say that then. And uh, with that, catch us in the next episode as Orgolan fights to maybe take on his sister as the group continues to unravel the Calduin mystery and then plan to make their way southern uh, southward towards uh, the Fey Forest to find the nature sages to help Calduin with with his imbalances that uh, continues to affect him Yonatan. further and further. Did you say Calduin or Yonatan? Yonatan, not Calduin. Did I, I say said Yonatan? Calduin, but yep. he meant Yonatan. I I meant Yonatan. I apologize <laughs> uh, for Calduin. To... <laughs> for you. <laughs> For Yonatan to find the nature sages to help is his imbalance. I'm waiting for it's been a long day for me. Chuck something at your heads or something. It's been a long day. Come it's been a long it. night. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always. We've been drunk. We've been dumb. Yeah, we have. Uh, peace out. Bye, have a great time. Peace.